Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome Alex Emney. Alex describes himself as an experimental athlete with a deep passion for learning. He loves trying new challenges and really just pushing himself to the limits. So he's done all sorts of extreme events such as Ironman triathlons, 24-hour obstacle course races, multi-day and multi-discipline adventure races. He climbs mountains, he does crossfit, he really likes to try anything. He's done challenges where he was pushing himself to row 100 kilometers in a single go. Uh, He was doing burpee challenges. Uh, When I met him, he's done a 1,000 burpees in one sitting before. I actually met him when he was doing 100 uh, burpees a day, and I started doing them with him. We uh, connected in Vancouver, and I was staying with a close friend, Breach, and uh, got to meet him through that, and we just connected. We, We started training together, and I was just so intrigued by his psychology and Uh, why and how he pushes himself to the limits that he does. And this interview really gave me a lot of insight into that. So I really enjoyed it. I think you'll take so much out of it. So I hope you enjoy. And just a reminder that the Movie Mind book is now available. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com slash book. And you can also join the Movie Mind community by simply going to movieyourmind.me. Alex, thank you for coming on my podcast, mate. We've been trying to coordinate this for a while and it all came about after... I met you through a mutual friend, well, through your your now housemate, um, staying with you guys, and yeah, you've got. I'm, I'm excited to have this chat because you've got a pretty interesting story. You do some pretty pretty crazy things, which I think our listeners will be very interested in. Uh, so I'm I'm glad we could make the time. I'm uh, while I'm back in Australia, and you know you're over in Canada. It's always hard, like just between you know countries and time zones and. When you get busy, it's so hard to find a time sometimes. I've had people where, you know, we've been talking for a year just trying to find times because both people get busy. So it's good when you can can finally do it. Uh, so, yeah, glad, glad that we can. But before we um, get into it, can we just to give our listeners a bit of a, a background on on you and, you know, what you do, could you give give a bit of an overview on, on yourself and how you came basically to be, you know, doing all the things you're doing now? Yeah, that's... It's honestly such a hard question because everyone asks, like, how did I get into this, like, ultra <laughs> activities? And I don't know if there's, like, a specific answer, but, like, the the main thing is I just started signing up and showing up for events. And I'm fortunate to have brothers and friends that tagged along. And it started with one and snowballed. And next thing you know, I'm doing multi-day, multi-discipline events and super long ultra events. And, yeah, I couldn't love it anymore. So um, I guess right now I'd describe myself as an experimental athlete would be the term where I don't focus just on like one sport or one discipline. I 
just love learning and love trying new ones. And every time I go to an event, I'll meet new people there. And you, you just like it broadens your kind of outlook of what's out there and what's possible. And then, yeah, I'll sign up for the next one. And you just learn so much along the way. Yeah, which is so cool. So, and I think, like you said, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a good or an interesting way to look at it where you're saying, you know, experimental athlete, you're wanting to look to, I mean, from what I observed from being around you, it seems to be very much about the personal challenge, the learnings you can take from that, you know, where you can next challenge yourself, which uh, I think is pretty rare as well, because a lot of the time we're sort of attached to more this end goal or how can we um, reach the top of whatever pursuit we're doing. Um, you know, we have this very black and white look at things a lot of the time. I think with you from what I could see, it seems like you've got more of that philosophy of how can I just learn more about life and myself and you've actually got this just interest and passion in that. Would that be, you know, pretty accurate? Yeah, I think that's a huge hit the nail on the head there. It's just like that whole kind of mentality of self-discovery through self-discipline. You just kind of push yourself, you learn your limits and you learn, basically learn like, through adversity so every time like something goes wrong it's like how can i improve on this and like i guess i'm a huge believe i love learning but like the big one is like relearning so like anytime something goes wrong i love just like analyzing that and finding out how can i train better how can i fuel better how can i hydrate better how can i just have a better mental outlook or just not like <laughs> stressed about certain situations and yeah it's definitely it's a huge uh, passion. Just keep learning about yourself through these challenges. And just, I've had so many doors open through them as well. So like one, I'm learning about myself, but then the people you meet along the way, the places I've got to visit through doing this, it's like it's literally changed my life. And it's been like one of the best journeys and it's a continuing journey that I'm still on. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the thing you've traveled all over the world with it. You're doing all of these you know, you'd be meeting so many different people from all walks of life. And I think it's really interesting what you're saying there about that, how, you know, you something goes wrong with it and then you can look at that or learn from adversity or learn from, you know, analyze that and work out, okay, what can I change next time? Because that's really an analogy for life as well. Like we, that's how we learn and grow in life. Like if something doesn't go our way or, you know, something we fail at something or something, you know, happens, we, that's how we learn or we go through adversity. We hopefully, if we can learn from it, come out the other side. So it's like you're almost taking into your own hands this ability to, you know, push yourself through that rather than waiting for it to happen, which can then, I'm sure, just help dramatically with all, all aspects of life. Yeah, it's inside or just like a term like pain cave training, it's kind of called. Like you put yourself right. in that pain cave like where in training or in races where you're just digging deep or you're just you're in an uncomfortable spot but you just push through and like those are like those moments when you really like learn about yourself or learn like this isn't my limit or i can do more and then like i heard it a little while ago but i believe it like pain creates awareness it's kind of like a nice little trace mm. there and it's when you put yourself in these un uncomfortable positions you're just in a state of awareness or mental clarity and you just kind of can like hone in on like this is me right now this is like what i'm 
you just get that like i don't know when i'm in the middle of these events it's like you you're gonna question why you're doing this sometimes and then <laughs> it's like you get to have those moments with yourself and it's just you get to really reflect and connect with yourself deeply and it's it's rewarding like i and it doesn't matter what level you do it on if it's like on these huge stages or it's just like a short race or a short event like having those moments with yourself to really like i don't know connect with yourself is it's pretty nice <laughs> yeah definitely and and I, I love that i love that statement pain creates awareness i think that's really cool and applies to so many things in in life and I think we, you know, more than ever now in, in general, in like the, in this day and age, you know, where I think there's a tendency for people to want to try and avoid discomfort at all cost. For sure. And yeah, and it's just not, that's not going to lead to anything positive. And it's a weird thing when we're striving for all these things we think we want when really we're sort of life's not meant to be easy, I guess. Like it's meant to be difficult. We're meant to go through difficult things. And that's where a lot of the, you know, the learnings and the the depth of life comes from, but we, we just don't have it enough. So I think it's, yeah, it's like, it's such an important message in general as well to be able, you know, I always talk about like, we should look at um, discomfort as something that we should, you know, try and put ourselves in because from that we're going to learn and that's going to lead to the, you know, the next level of growth but if we're avoiding that how, how can you how can you grow for sure exactly like stress is part of life and if you can try and turn it into like a positive instead of just like something that's debilitating or like limiting you and then it comes down to like me like one of the biggest things i live by is just like mindset like our mm. kind of like biggest strength or superpower or whatever you want to call it like our mindset is like literally one of our greatest gifts and if we can the whole debate between like fixed and growth mindset like if you can have that like opening or just that ability to like change your perspective and just the open-mindedness to like let your let your mindset be uh malleable to things and like yeah it's that's what's got me through so much is just having that perspective that like you can change your mindset you can change who you are you don't have to like typecast yourself I guess it's like yeah. your world is like an actor. It's like you do one role. Sometimes you get typecasted. Like this is kind of like my niche. This is who I am. But mm. it doesn't mean you don't have the skills to like do all these other roles and be so much more than just like this one character or one person. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a, a a good point. And our ego as well can get it. You know, if we got if we have any success or we or we or we just spend enough time doing anything. At some point, you're going to, if you're not aware of, if you're not conscious of it, you're going to probably start attaching your identity to that thing and the ego might get in the way and then that becomes your comfort zone and your identity and then it prevents you from challenging yourself to do other things. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting that we don't really think about that stuff enough, but uh, it, it really does, you know, make a big difference to, to just push yourself to do things and I think it no one really ever regrets doing it when you do it, but it's just like getting yourself from, I guess that's the, a question, you know, what would be, um, if I'm bringing this back to sort of our listeners and, you know, people wanting to make a change, but maybe having, not knowing where to begin, um, they, they might just be afraid of doing it. What would, what's a good place to start if you're wanting to just do something to challenge yourself, but you just, you know, you don't know how to, how to take that first step. Yeah, that's 
And that's the hardest question is like just starting, like finding a starting point is literally the gateway, the door opener to so many opportunities for yourself. But you, you're absolutely right. Like the hardest part is knowing where. Um, one could just be signing up for a race, finding a group of friends, or like it doesn't even have to be a race. It could just be like a solo challenge. Like when you just joined me for those burpees we were doing, like it's like a rewarding. Yeah, this is that's a tough one because it's going to be different. I guess it's a yeah, it's a hard thing to exactly. It's like it's sort of no one size fits all, is it? Isn't it? No, but yeah, exactly. It, can, it doesn't even have to be a race or a challenge. It could just be like picking up a new habit. Like we talked a lot about that when you were here, just like the benefit of habits that are like building a routine. It could just be like totally routine or habit. And then like, if you can stick to that and build that momentum, that's just going to like roll over into the other aspects of your life. Like my, totally. I guess a different thing, but like my biggest fitness tip would be kind of, to like try and like ice like know what you're training for it sounds simpler than it is but a lot of times we don't even myself i get caught up in not knowing what i'm training for in the moment and it could just be like i'm training for a base level of fitness i just want to stay in shape so i'm just going to stay active but like if you want a specific goal like i want to be a better runner or a better swimmer or whatever it is i want to be more flexible with yoga then like tailoring your like choices to that activity is going to like help you stick through it and also give you the best results. So it's like kind of being deliberate with your choice. Like if you can be intentional and deliberate in like what you're trying to accomplish, then that's the, I guess the starting point is like trying to like narrow down what you want to accomplish. Like if you can like say in a sentence what you want to accomplish, then like you're closer to achieving it. If that makes sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And I think that's why people don't stick to these things because, you know, you you sort of have these, a lot of people like with exercise, it'll be, they want to do it because it might be, you know, they know that it's going to be good for them or it could be for, um, you know, they, they can see the end result they want to get. I want to lose weight or I want to do whatever. But then if you're not making it, like you're saying, specific enough or there's not enough meaning behind why you're doing it, you're not going to be, how the hell are you going to get yourself, you know, up out of bed in the morning when it's cold and you're tired to go and do it if you don't have like a big enough reason to do it? That's going to, you know, the motivation will last for maybe a week or two if there's sort of an open-ended, you know, reason to do it. But it, in, unless you have that real strong drive to do it, you just, you're not going to stick to it. Like how, how can you? No, and you reminded me of like a saying I used to like love like a while back with the word motivation. It's like, uh, discipline over motivation and when you have both special things will happen so it's like you have to find the way to just be disciplined yeah. like stick through something because you're not always going to be motivated you're absolutely right like motivation yeah. is cool when it's there but that's not a constant that like that'll come in waves so if you can stay yeah. disciplined and then when like things align up like yeah just it, it'll be rewarding <laughs> discipline's hard because a lot of the times you're that's a lot of what people struggle with, just like pushing through something, having a bigger purpose to like push through something. And I've struggled with it. It's just, yeah, like <laughs> trying to find that like kind of reason to make something work like that. Yeah, uh, I guess. Well, it's not, it's not fun, you know, like it's like we, and we, we talked a lot about it, like you alluded to before, you know, with creating habits, it all comes down to, 
you know, we can have all the best intentions in the world. You can have all the motivation, but then if you don't make it into a habit, you don't make it a discipline, you're not going to get long-term results. And that's not, I guess people don't like to hear that a lot of the time because it's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not exciting. It's, um, and I don't like the reality of it. You know, all the things I'm trying to achieve, like there, there'll be moments or weeks sometimes of, you know, motivation, things are going well, you every, you know, you, you're feeling amazing with it. And then there's sometimes months and months where, you know, with my business, with the stuff in the entertainment world where you just feel like you're just like trying to like knock down this wall that just won't move and you don't have motivation and you're tired and you don't want to do it and you just have to keep reverting back to hang on, what's my end goal here? What what are the steps I need to stick to to get there? And sometimes you just have to suffer through doing something you don't enjoy um, and it's not fun but I think that's again, you know, we – we live in this world where it's like we're all looking on social media and we're seeing like the highlight reel of what everyone's doing and we're thinking oh, i just want to have that i want that right now i want I want that exciting thing it's not it's not really how it works and you're not going to ever get there if you if you're not willing you got to want something you got to you know be commit you got to want it badly enough to be willing to go through the discomfort to to get there uh, but it's a hard thing to to sort of teach someone that isn't willing hasn't explored that before i guess for sure, yeah. To commit to something like that takes, yeah, you have to work on it. And like, that's like, I think that's another one too. It's like one of the biggest skills you have to like put a name on is like self efficacy, where it's like, I love that, yeah. Like belief in your own abilities or like confidence in your own like skill set. And like, that's just yeah. something that like you build through time and that's through, through failures and like repetitions and just like trying things. It's like, a lot of people give up after they fail once or something doesn't go their way or they don't get the result that they saw on social media. It's like you have to want it for the sake of like, like you said, you have to know why you want something, why you're doing it and then be able to push through. And yeah, it's like, um, yes. Yeah. Just that knowledge through experience kind of thing. You just build it. The more you experience something, the more you have knowledge about it. And it's, <laughs> If any, any message to someone is just stick through it, start something and then stick through it. Like just give something a chance find a way to stick through it. And like worst cases, you'll learn a lot about it. And best cases, you'll love it and it'll become a habit for life. So it's like, yeah, just. You can't lose. Exactly. And that's, that's a, such a good point. Like, and I, I talk about this a lot where it's like, we, we get taught that it is, and I think a lot of anxiety gets caused or people don't stick to things because it's thinking, okay, I want to, I, I need to get this result. And, you know, they're terrified of failing or it not going well. And I think if you can change your mindset where it's like, there's no, like what you just said there, I love what you said, because it's like, there's not, there's no negative here. If things do go exactly to plan, that's great. I'm going to, you know, get what I, what I wanted. If they don't, it goes horribly wrong. I fail at it whatever um that's actually all i'm probably going to learn more from that so so it's reframing it and the word failure it shouldn't really be failure it's sort of i, I think you should change that to like learning i mean if i don't get the desired outcome i'm going to actually learn a massive lesson and that's if i look back on my life and i think most people like we the moments that have shaped us have been when things didn't go our way didn't go to plan you know they went differently and how we reacted to that and how we you know learn from that like what you were talking about at the beginning that's how we grow, you know, that's, that's what we need to happen. It's like a positive thing. So if you can change that mindset, it means then, you know, we're going to be willing to put ourselves out there and 
challenge ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Like the races I've learned the most from are the ones that went wrong. The ones I made mistakes in are the ones that just, I didn't get the results I wanted in. And those ones just made me hungrier to like, not let that happen again. It's like, how can I not make the same mistake twice? How can I be better? And yeah, just for sure. And like you said, another word instead of failure, just like it's feedback. And I read mm-hmm. a book a while back where it's like, when you want to become an expert in something, like I'm summarizing way down, but like the main point that a lot of people miss is feedback. And like that can be from other people or it can be from just like doing things and like failing or like making mistakes. But the quicker you can get feedback, the quicker you can learn and make changes. And again, back to the word relearn, like that's like one of my favorite things is just relearning something. Because when you get more information, now you have to look at it from a different perspective. Like, I have more information now on something that, like, I've been mm. in my life. And, like, now I can relearn this and tailor it towards, like, my next outcome or next goal. So, yeah, I just being open-minded is <laughs> very, very useful. Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're going to be lo- loading up other groups and you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events, we've got courses, we've got huge amounts of value, the ability to share information, share ideas, work in groups together to, to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it. And we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. And and the relearning, you know, we can, because we can, yeah, just get, get again, attached to, you know, whatever it is that we're doing. So being able to just keep relearning and and growing that way, it's it, you got to be reminding yourself that. Um, so, yeah, it's a super good point. Um for our listeners, like I want to give them a bit more of an, a uh, bit more detail on what some of these extreme events you actually do, and 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 just for anyone listening as well, the way. So when Alex and myself met, uh, it was I was um, staying with w- with you and and um, and your housemate, who breach who. Um, I have, I used to live in Vancouver, so I've known him for a while, and that's how we met. And um, we we connected pretty quickly because we both sort of come from, I guess, from a you know training background, and we started going and working out together. And you were doing a challenge where you're doing a hundred burpees a day. This is in this is in line with all your other stuff you do, but a hundred burpees a day for how long was it? A hundred days or pushed it to a hundred days? Yeah, it was just a hundred days, minutes a day, just to like. You're asking why at the time, and it's funny because I didn't know why, why I was doing it. It was just kind of like one of those things. I'm like, I can do 10 minutes a day to do this. And that one, that challenge actually started on my way back from South Africa. My brother and I did an Ironman down there, and we got quarantined in Amsterdam. So we were in a hotel for 13 days, unfortunately with Omicron. And 
we were trying to find things to do in this hotel room. So one day we did a marathon walking back and forth in the hotel room. Like that's insane. I remember you telling me that. <laughs> some squat challenges, plank challenges, and then I just started like, okay, I can do 100 burpees each day. It's like 10 days. So I started it for the week, two weeks, and then I just continued it when I got home. And next thing you know, when you came out, I was already at like day 40, 50, something like that. So just kept it up. And yeah, you're asking why. And it became like almost like not meditation, but like something like just like a way to ground me each day. Because like I found some days were easy and then other days I'm like, it's like 1130 at night and like I'm trying to get it in because I forgot about doing it all day. And that would like yeah rewire me for the next day. It's like, okay, like I lost track of time today. How can I be more present and aware of my time for the next day? But yeah, that was yeah one challenge I was doing when I was with you. <laughs> which was which was great. And like I lo- and I loved it. I and at the beginning, you know, and I, I train a fit quite a lot, but I'd never I guess with burpees, I'd always associated them with being incredibly difficult and you know i'd do maybe sets of five or ten in like a tabata sort of workout or whatever but i just had in my mind i was like 100 how how the hell can you do 100 but then because i'm competitive and you were telling me you you did it i was like well fuck this i'm doing 100 with it i've got to try and do it and then it was hard but then i like you know it was great I, i loved like the challenge of doing it with you and it pushed me and then mentally when i got to the 100 i was like great you know wow this is like giving me more confidence to in, it, in other things as well to push myself. And I think that's like one of the cool things from it. You just, you stick to it. And and one other thing before we keep going into the other stuff that you do, just that you reminded me, I was like talking about this, which is what you just said when, you know, you might get to 11 at night and you're about to, you know, you don't want to do it, you're tired, but you you have days where it's hard. I think that that in, in life in general, that self-discipline of if you've said you're going to do something, just sticking to it. And I've noticed this with a lot of, you know, just everything I do in life. Like there's been periods, even with the podcast when we first launched where we're missing weeks where we just couldn't get episodes together. And it does something subconsciously in your mind where you miss one. You think, okay, you know what? Maybe in two weeks, if, if, it, if I'm something comes up, it's okay to miss another one. And then it, it falls apart very quick. So I think you've got to train your brain to know, no, it's, you know, I can have some flexibility with how I achieve it, but I, I can't miss it because you got to, and that'll start applying to, you know, other pursuits in life. And it's makes all the difference. It's like what you talked about before, you know, fronting up, doing it every day, being able to just show up and have that discipline. Yeah, exactly. Like your brain remembers you, you miss yeah. things you you're going to do. It's like good habits start with yourself. They're not for other people. It's like, you got to stick to those. You say you're going to do something. Exactly. Self accountability. Like, no, those are huge. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, sorry, going back to, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's how we sort of, yeah, met with the, the burpees. And, and I remember finding that crazy. You walked a marathon in a tiny hotel room during quarantine. No, sorry, ran ran, ran the marathon? You ran it in there? We, we walked back and forth. You can, walked it. You can jog. Yeah, back. I was going to say you could bit it. But st- <laughs> it's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, I know it's it's been I've been fortunate to have two brothers that really like push me and keep me like grounded with a lot of these things. Like it's nice to have people that like want to do the same things as you and just like are as passionate as you about them. So yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. Challenge. So yeah, what are yeah, yeah, what are some examples? I wanna I want our listeners to understand how 
I'll give a little background of where yeah. I started and how I got to that. That'd be great. So high school, I played hockey and did cross country. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And then in university, I did some rowing and joined like a triathlon, mini triathlon team. And then post university, I got into obstacle course racing. So I guess the brand names like Spartan Race, Tough Mudder, Battle Frog, mm. just like ops course racing is like you get to run. It's a course with like elevation, but then there's obstacles. You get to do monkey bars, climb over walls, lift barrels, do a bunch of activities in between. And like to me, I was like, oh, this is so much fun so yeah. I did it with my brothers and some friends. And I did really well in a race and I got invited to like the world championship in the States. And I was like, oh, awesome. So I went there and the race was a longer, different format, more elevation. I got destroyed, but like that opened the door for me. And that was like such like a pivotal moment for me. I was like, oh, like, wow. Like the world is these mountains. I'm from Toronto. It's like flat elevation. I'm living in Vancouver now, but originally from Toronto. So we don't have elevation. We don't have mountains. So like going to a place like Lake Tahoe and seeing all these mountains and doing this crazy course, I just... I had the best time, even though it didn't go the way I wanted. And then from there, I just signed up for more. I did an eight-hour race in Chicago, eventually made my way to Sweden, did a 24-hour obstacle race, horse race. And then in between, I've done like CrossFit and uh, calendar club challenges. So if anyone knows what a calendar club challenge is, where you take the day of the month and you do that distance. So we did it running, my brother and I, where it's like May 1st, you run one kilometer, May 2nd, two kilometers, May 10th, 10 kilometers, all the way till May 30th, 30 kilometers. And like, it starts off easy. And then by the time you get halfway through, you're like, oh, this is, (laughs) this is why it's a challenge. Like it's your day. So we pushed through that one. And then I got bold enough where with COVID going on, I did it in Wihananur a rowing machine just as kind of like a throwback to university. Like that was, that was quite the challenge, like rowing for the whole month, 800 kilometers on an erg. And then I finished with a hundred kilometer row at the end of that, which eight, nine hours on a rower. It's a long time to, I remember you telling me, I remember you telling me about that one. Yeah. It's crazy. It's quite fun, but each one you learn, like, again, like all these kind of challenges, like, everything seems so big at first but then mm-hmm. once you put yourself in that perspective it's like it, you can do it if you break it up in parts it's like the whole I don't know, the saying at one of the races like how do you know it? and it's like one bite at a time it's like just like you divide and conquer you break things up into parts it's the old strategy with like ultra races where you don't look at the finish line a hundred kilometers away. You look at like the next leg or the next section ahead of you. It's like, how can you focus on just the next step? And like, that's, I'm going a little off tangent here, but like, that's like kind of 
that was what got helped me a lot when I got overwhelmed was yep. I was talking with family and like that came up where sometimes you're trying to like tackle this mountain, tackle this huge event or race or you just want this goal so badly and it's not working out. And then what helped me was just like the simple saying of like, don't focus on the mountain, but focus on the next step. So it's like, if you can mm-hmm. focus on something in that direction, like that, I don't know if it works for me, it worked for me just alleviating that kind of pressure of like having to achieve this result right away and just like taking that next step, focusing on it. And yeah, it's no, that was, I think it's, I think it's was a really, yeah, I think it's such an important point though, because kind of thing. like sometimes like everyone's pace is different. And if you can learn your pace and learn your body, like it's that you'll just be the happiest that way. Yeah. 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 And, and no, but, and, and that point you're making like overwhelm is a horrible thing and it prevents so many of us from in anything we're trying to do getting to where we getting to that end goal because you know the the mind does have that tendency to look at you know there's all these things i want to do and you're looking sort of so far ahead if you think like that in anything in life we're going to be thinking how the hell am i gonna you know we can't get the answers and you're thinking how am i going to do this this and this and you're like you're like it's impossible i can't do it all how do i make all this happen what about this and you'll just go crazy but then if you pull it back to hey what can I do? What's one step I can take right now? Not even today, but you know, what's the first step I can take in the next hour? And it's hard to do. Well, I find it really hard because my mind's always wanting to look so far ahead. But I find whenever I have been overwhelmed or, you know, things aren't going well, it's because you're thinking too far ahead and you're going on these tangents and worrying about, you know, future outcomes rather than just taking that next step, you know, right now. Exactly. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's important. Yeah, it's good to ground ourselves. And then, yeah, exa- again, with all these challenges, uh, I guess my journey continued with I'll get into this story. I've yep. just done a lot of mini challenges along the way. And then after the 24-hour race, I was we went to New Zealand and all three of me and my two brothers, I have two brothers, we all did our first Ironman together, which was like a huge milestone because like, it's great when you so do well. all these and challenges but then like doing it with people that are important to you and like sharing it is like such a it's like the next level i think that's a lot of the time it's like you find what you're passionate about you accomplish it and then finding a way to share it with others is like something i've been trying to learn and be better at because it's just yeah yeah, yeah. People that can might never do one or just want to hear your story and it's like it's it's just so rewarding on that level. But yeah, we got fortunate enough to do that race with both my brothers. And then I came back and I got into uh, multi, like team events. So that, that's where this like adventure racing came in. And it's like a new mm-hmm. sport. I just learned about it like a year and a half ago and love it. And I guess for the people we're talking to right now who might have no idea what that is, like adventure racing is... Basically, you it's teams of four or two, but like in my race, it was teams of four and you do multi-discipline, so multi-sports. So you'll do mountain biking, trekking, sometimes snowshoeing, pack rafting, canoeing, rock climbing, just a wide variety of sports. And you start at a starting line against other teams and you have to get to a finish line. And you're given maps, mm. no phones, 
just you have map compass and you find checkpoints along the way and you just race for multi days and it's like <laughs> through like a crazy landscape so like, this last race we did was in Kelowna and it went over to Penticton so like um, northern uh, BC so like it's like a beautiful region you get to That'd go be into, stunning yeah yeah you get to go into mountains valleys down rivers like we we're lucky enough to get on indigenous lands like they got permission to like let us on most people don't get to go on to and just like yeah like one you're racing but you're also getting to see such like this beautiful outdoors as you do it so it's like oh hopefully some teams took the time to appreciate it like, I, know, <laughs> I know it's like you're out there four days five days and you're just racing but yeah i remember one teammate stopped me mid-race and was like oh look up at the sky like it's like the star is just wild like how like many stars are in the sky and you're just like this is <laughs> pretty rewarding being out here and it's grounding I'm, you into yeah i'm making it seem all like butterflies and amazing but a lot of things <laughs> go wrong in these races too like we got flipped in our back rafts down rapids and we're like down the river we broke snowshoes bikes derailer broke flat tires <laughs> like you're just well wild animals while you're out there it's just like there's so many elements at once out there it's just like yeah I mean, it's a lot to navigate yeah it's a lot to go through but it's honestly so rewarding at the end of the day <laughs> it's pretty cool and there must be so many you know things you take away from that and i guess yeah the even just being disconnected for five days from technology and out in in nature and then like you're saying going through it with a group of people and that community sort of aspect of it and being able to you know really problem solve and you know go through adversity with other people that would be you know an incredible thing as well uh so you must sort of just get it gives you it would give you such an appreciation you know being able to do that because we just don't normally make the time to do it you know for me even having like an hour just not going on my phone, it's hard to do. Uh, so it's like we need, you know, to to go and do those kind of things just to, you know, as a circuit breaker as well. Oh, exactly. Like it's on a smaller scale, like my whole thoughts is just trying to get outside each day. Like it doesn't have to be yeah. to the outdoors or the wilderness, but like finding a way to disconnect and just get outside because that yeah. is a circuit breaker. It gives you a change of, gears change of perspective but again back to the race it's like doing it like i did a lot of solo challenges and solo races where like you're racing against yourself and like mm -hmm. you have this end goal and you can just switch gears in your head and find dig deeper just to finish but now when you're racing with other people that was something totally new but i love it it's like mm -hmm. a dynamic where you're only as good as the gap between whoever's feeling the best and worst at any time so it's like mm, mm. really it's well. interesting. Like, they have to find a way to help or just like mitigate the gap between like your team because your team does everything together. It's not breaking it yeah. up. Like your team goes yeah. through the whole race as a team. And it's just like such a dynamic for life. It's like the people around you. It's like if you're doing really well sometimes, like maybe find a way to mitigate the gap between someone you love or someone you care about and like help them feel a little better because like yes i'm a big believer in that it's like if you make the people around you feel good it's going to make your life better like, and that's just like something i've always lived by it's like if you can contribute to those people that you care about then 
it'll, it'll come back. Like it, it doesn't, you don't have to have any expectations with it, but it's just, it's gonna, yeah, it's, it's an important, important aspect of life is just like being there for other people. So it's nice to take that in a race and see that element in a race setting where it's like, you have to be aware of other people in the race, not just yourself. And especially when you're out there sleep deprived, like we were out there four days and we slept under 10 hours as a team. Like you're just, you're That's what I was, I was going to ask you that. Cause I remember you telling me when you did these, sometimes you're barely sleeping like that. That must be, you're that so must be tough, deprived, but it's like, that's crazy. You're just running on the adrenaline. You're running on like this momentum of just like, the thrill of being out there and yeah. My God. So what do you, so over a four day period, it's probably an average of two hours sleep a night or something. Yeah, roughly. Exactly. It's not as like tailored as that. Like sometimes you'll get like a two or three hours sleep and then sometimes it's like 20 or 30 minute rest to just keep going. There's like yeah. someone be falling asleep on a bike or like, Oh my God. It's like, sleep zombies just walking around with a little bit clueless and like you're just <laughs> you're going slower because you're just tired and yeah like and that's the thing it's like the best teams cool. in sports are the teams where they've built these bonds and these trusts and just like this level of like understanding with each other like how can you help each other more and those are the teams that usually do the best it's not usually the people that are like don't wrong everyone's fit and like in amazing shape and super skilled mm-hmm. but usually the teams that have the best like chemistry and like have learned the ways to work together the best that'll usually excel. <laughs> so yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's so cool. So many lessons to be learned in, in doing that. I mean, it's like, yeah, when you're in that kind of extreme situation, you, you're going to have to, you're going to have to cooperate and bring everything you can to the table to, to get through it. So it's, yeah, it'd just be such an interesting experience to, to go through for sure yeah um have you got any so have you got any challenges coming up at the moment have you got what's your next one you're looking at doing (laughs) yeah it seems like i always have a calendar of something going on um i'm doing a couple running races so i'm gonna do a there's like an ultra it's called broken goats like a multi-day one where you run up a mountain for two days and then i finally get the chance to do it's called Wilderness Traverse. It's kind of like the adventure race I just did, but it's only 24 hours, only 24 hours, but like just it's a just, nice, yeah. just difficult because you're pushing yourself <clears throat> in a team of 24, but that's like one of the go-to races back in Ontario where I'm from. So it'd be nice to like mm. do one of the races that's kind of like home in a sense. Yeah, totally. And, yeah. A couple, like kind of just really wanted, like I love I, I just moved out to Vancouver recently, like full time, just January. And like, I love it out here, like the mountains and just like the outdoors are just such a part of who I am. So I think I'm going to take some time just to get out there, like maybe not races, but just do it at my own pace and <laughs> explore mm. some of these like camping or just overnight tracks and just kind of explore my, at my own pace. <laughs> I think, well, that's the thing. It's like Van and yeah, I, I I lived there for a while and I I miss it because it it is it's like unbelievable British Columbia like how it's never ending you know you've got so many things to explore you just can't see it all and it's just like one of the most beautiful parts of the world it's crazy it's like such a great lifestyle for for what you're doing and for anything anything outdoors and just having that access it's it's amazing 
Yeah. No, there's there's a couple other challenges I want to do as well. Like I definitely see myself doing another one of these adventure races if it's back here in Vancouver or they have them all around the world now, which is really yep. awesome. Like again, for people if you, you don't know what you want, make a destination race. That's what I did to kind of see the world where I, like I pick a race in a new country or a new spot, a new city and it gives you a reason to go out there. You do the race then you can explore it afterwards and so yeah, maybe do one of those. And then it's been on my mind for a long time to climb a mountain. I know that's kind of like a little <laughs> while. Like I've done like mini ones, like not mini ones, but you hike up things a lot. But like one of those yeah. seven summits kind of thing, like you read about them all the time. I read books on that. So one day, hopefully Denali, like the one in Alaska, I'll make That'd it. That'd be cool. Day, but that's kind of, yeah, it's like. It's funny because I was reflecting on like mountains and why they're so important to me. And like, it's, you kind of, I, I talked about like love, like when you love something, it becomes part of who you are and it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be people. It can be things, it can be places. And it's kind of like, I heard a good definition of love was like something you couldn't describe or live your life without. And like, to me, like I can't yeah. describe or live my life without like, that kind of like outdoorsiness or like a mountain kind of thing. So I'm like, Oh, like, I think it'd just be kind of like a nice goal to like climb a big one at one point. But again, like this, I'm also realistic. Like that's a super expensive feat. It's a huge time commitment. It's like, you still have your real life outside of that. You're still working. You're still like doing other things. Family. You can't just like push everything aside sometimes. So sometimes that's the hard part too. It's like you have these goals or races and you have to try and fit them in on a calendar. You can only do so many at a certain time, one for the time. And then two, you got to also recover. Like you don't want to injure yourself because that's like every athlete or person's worst fear is like, if you get hurt, you're that, that's like, that's like the worst fear. That's something no one wants. And hopefully Mm. no one gets. And yeah, it's like, yeah, just finding ways to, be proactive and recover and be smart <laughs> with your training, stay healthy. Like it's, yeah. Totally. Well, that's exactly. Cause that's something, yeah, you, you sort of can't really control when it happens with injuries and things like that, which would be so frustrating. Cause it's sort of the only thing that can really slow you down. You know, if you can master your mindset and push yourself, that's one thing, but then the injury part would just be so frustrating when it's just, when that happens. But, yeah. um, yeah, but I, I think it's just really cool that you're, you know, you're living life that way and it's sort of, it's a philosophy on life, you know, and there's no end to it. It's not about any specific goal. It's about all of these experiences and growing and learning and it would translate into so many areas. So, you know, re- thank you for sharing it all. I really appreciate it. I think there's, we'll, we have to do a follow-up interview at some point because there's probably so many other things that we can um discuss here uh but for i've I've got we have five closing questions we finish every episode with so i'll go into these these can be whatever answers come to mind they don't have to be you know big ones whatever whatever comes up but um before i go into that for i'll put this in the show notes for the episode but for any of our listeners that want to learn more about you um where's the best place to send them um i guess instagram or um I guess I'm not, I have to be better with that. I'm being better with social media slowly. I'm not really on social media that much. I'll get like a hiatus and then come back on. But yeah, Instagram would be a good one. 
But if they go on there, they'll still be able to see some of your some, some of the events you've done and yeah, yeah. Have stuff from like a year and a half backlog. Posting, <clears> but yeah. Yep, perfect. And what what's the what's your Instagram for them to uh, type in? Alex at Emily yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. And we'll and just for anyone listening, we'll have that um, in the show notes. So we'll have the direct links so you can go and check check out everything that that he does that you do. Um, awesome. All right. Well, so so these closing questions. The first one is, um, what did you like most about your childhood? About my childhood. Yeah. That's the the first. That's a very good question. <laughs> I have a twin brother. A lot of people might not know that. So definitely having a best friend and someone you can like battle and share things with all the time. Like I think just having a brother <laughs> to grow up with is something very special. So I think that's like, yeah, that's something that. <laughs> a lot that's a pretty cool way to grow up. Yeah, really too. But it's <coughs> it shapes who you are having someone that close to you <laughs> your whole life. Totally. And, you know, it's pretty cool. Like I've, I've met one of your brothers and, um, you're, it seems like the three of you have a pretty, pretty close bond and, you know, you, it's just a nice thing to see, you know, and you go through the, you support each other. You both, you're all doing these adventures together. It's, yeah, it's so nice. I like it. Exactly. I think that's like something we've taken a lot of pride in as three brothers, like finding ways to make time for each other because your lives get busy and especially now with like, living in different cities and just like, yeah, it's just being intentional, taking time and making time for each other. It's, it goes a long way. And sometimes yeah, it's important. You have to take the initiative sometimes if you want something and it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, what do you think is the biggest burden on mental health in society today? The biggest burden on mental health. I think it's just, it's not talked about enough. Like it's, um, I guess back to like my mountain analogy, it's like the big reason I love going up like mountains. It's like, it's such a physical feat. You can see them, you can climb them, but then like every person has like a personal mountain that you're battling. You're kind of like, we have these personal challenges and mountains inside us that we're just like battling. And sometimes like no one can see it. Like, I don't know. Totally. People just don't talk about it enough. Like it's like, you need, I like what you're doing. It's like the community, a shared space, like something where you can like, literally have other people that you can just be open with someone to listen to even, or like get a different perspective or just like, it's yeah. Me- mental health is real. That's, that's the thing. A lot of times it's like, just cause it can't be exactly seen, people don't think it's real. And it's like, it's, it's an important thing. Like, it should be. No. I'll, like, I'll, yeah. Yeah. I love that answer. Yeah. People should be open to the conversations and sometimes just, it's the same with like getting I started with activity, just starting, like starting the conversation is the hardest part sometimes. If you can find exactly someone or con- have a conversation, it could change a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, because it is, it's an intangible thing. And if we talk to other people about it and we hear other people's stories, then we realize, hey, you know, this actually is something that affects other people and it's not just me. And, you know, you learn from there. So we, we do need to do as much of that as, as we can. Um, so next one, um, this is, yeah, thir- number three. Um, what is your personal definition of happiness? Personal definition of happiness. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think my definition of happiness is um, just 
being curious and staying healthy. Like it's like I, I guess that's generic, but it's um yeah, if if you're not like smiling with what you do or happy with what you're doing and then you're doing it wrong, that kind of thing. Like that's kinda of like happiness to me. Where it's like if you're doing something and it doesn't feel good, then like don't do it because you think other people like it works for someone else. Like it's just kinda of like if it doesn't feel good like if you're not happy, yeah. you're doing something wrong. That's kind of my definition of happiness. Yeah. Like, you can, listen, listen to that. Listen to your gut, you know, like, exa- exactly. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, I really like it because it's like, we, why, 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 why push yourself to do things that make you unhappy? You, you know, yeah, maybe look at someone else, but like, exactly. For you. Like, do things at your own pace, do things your own way, like, be different, be like, there's no, I don't know. We follow these molds that you see, like the social media traps, and just kind of like, yeah, it's great to have role models. I think it's awesome. Like, social media can be such a beneficial thing. Like, you learn so much from people. There's so much information online to learn, but it's also like, you're you. Do it your way. <laughs> yeah, if you're not happy the way it's going on, then you're doing something. Change wrong. something. Be open to change. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, two more here. Um, what are you most afraid of? What am I most afraid of? For the longest time, it was failure. Like, I definitely, like, I definitely was antsy about, like, you always wanted to keep this image of, like, perfect. And, like, it's hard to be open about that. But, um, yeah, I think just not, not, not reaching goals, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like setting the bar. Not not too high, but too low. I think that's the, the thing I'm most afraid of. It's like sometimes we think, oh, I set yeah. the bar high and I might not get there. For me, it's like you're afraid that sometimes you set the bar too low. Like you don't put yourself in those uncomfortable positions. You don't like push yourself past where like you think you could be because if you don't push the boundary, then you never know how like much I can do kind of thing. So yeah, I think it's just like I'm totally. afraid just setting the bar too low sometimes. So it's kind of like- I think I share I share that with you. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, so, final one. What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Yeah, I think it's just like family. Like I, at the end of the day, all these races and family and friends. It's like at the end of the day, you do all these accomplishments and you visit all these places and build these stories. But at the end of the day, they're stories, and they're it's who yeah. you can share them with, like who you made these memories with, and who you can share these stories with so i think yeah i'm proud that like especially my the relationship i have with my two brothers like that's something i think is something i cherish a lot like it's i don't yeah. take for granted at all and yeah <laughs> hopefully keep that the rest of my life and keep growing that yeah well i think that's a, a nice message to to finish up on so um yeah, once again, mate, thank you. I'm got so glad we got to do this finally. Hopefully we can do another one at some point. But, um, yeah, thank you for sharing it all, and it's pretty cool. And I think a lot of our listeners will take a lot out of what you've talked about today. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, and, and thanks for making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and look forward to meeting up again. If it's here, it's for sure. Like wherever it is, we'll, we'll meet up again. Exactly. We need to get you over to Australia, mate. <laughs> soon <laughs> exactly appreciate it thanks to Alex Emney for joining me today for Move Your Mind 
And just another reminder that the Movie Mind book is now available. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book, and you can join the Movie Mind community by going to moveyourmind.me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.